Hello, I'm Ashley Peterson, Editor-in-Chief of The Sabre, and you're listening to The Sabre Spot. Today in the studio, we have Macy Frazier, one of our copy editors, and she's going to be sharing with us some of the changes to financial aid that has happened all across Georgia this year. Hi, Macy. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. So one of the things that motivated this article was we had heard a rumor that financial aid would no longer be covering minors, Mm -hmm. and that actually ended up being false. Um, Thank God. Thank God, yes. (laughs) But um, I got some information that I feel like most people don't get when they go through. They just assume, you know, like financial aid is going to going to cover me and it kind of just lasts forever. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of confusion that I've heard around these changes from students and even professors. So I hope we can like clear some things up today about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about it is there actually have not been any changes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things that happened is I think it was last June. It was somewhere like spring going into summer semester that um, we got a new associate vice president of enrollment management. Mm-hmm. And she's the, the one I talked to. Her name is Sally McMullen. And she was one of the people who advocated for the registrar emails that people have been seeing. So I think those emails have been part of the reason people think that things have changed. It's more just they have prioritized communication. Right. And a lot of people, of course, like see these emails and kind of freak out because, you know, it's scary. It sounds like classes aren't going to be covered and you're Mm going to have to pay out of pocket for all of this stuff. When in reality, she said that they wanted to send out these emails so people wouldn't not be covered and not realize it. Because there, you know, there are some wacky things that go on with financial aid and it's more of a like, hey, you should check on this. You should come into the registrar's office or financial aid and figure out what's going on with your class schedule. Right. And so do you know where some of that confusion came in? You know, with the arrival of the emails, I guess people were just thinking about it more and thought that things had changed. How much of your education here at CSU is covered by certain kinds of financial aid? Okay, so. We have state-funded scholarships, which is, you know, the the big names like Zell Miller and Hope. Those are your state ones. And they cover 127 attempted hours. Right. So does that not include classes that you maybe have not passed yet or that are incomplete? It does. So even if you've paid for these hours, but you dropped the class, it's, it's an attempted hour. Right. Yeah. So that's why she heavily stressed when I was talking to her, like these are the attempted hours. Mm -hmm. So there are some degrees that allow for a lot of electives. Some have like 21 and you can just kind of branch out and take the classes you want to, but some don't allow for any. So any classes you take outside of your degree track, they're still covered. So there's a difference between state and federal. Right. With state, it covers major, minor, elective, Pulling around, whatever, you know, you can take those. But once they're out, they're out. Federal covers 150% of your degree. So if you're halfway through and you decide that you want to change majors, then you're still going to be covered unless there's like excessive different hours or something. Right. Do you know how they um, kind of classify being halfway through your degree, halfway through your credit hours, or is it kind of Um, sophomore year? It's like basically looking at degree works. Okay. When I say 150%, it's more like 150% of the typical degree amount. So I think it's either 123 or 127 hours and then multiply that by 1.5. So I think in my article, it says 184 hours. So when you reach 184, then you can't get federal funding anymore. But that's that's 
good bits. It is quite a few, yes. It's also important to note that this does not include move on when ready credits or just any like APs or duels people are taking in with them from high school. Right. So if I took an AP class in high school and got credit for it, does that count towards my... uh... Your attempted hours. No, it doesn't. Okay. The thing about that is in order to receive federal aid, you need to have at least 12 hours going toward your degree, like that's declared stuff in degree works in order to receive federal funding. So you have to be a full-time student, but with hours that are going towards your degree. Does that include things that would be going towards a minor? I'm not sure. What I got from the interview was whatever's in your degree works, that's kind of what they're saying is the stuff that's going toward your degree plan. Right. So after you've exhausted all of those attempted hours that is covered by state aid and then the ones that are covered by um, federal aid, you can still take out loans from private places, correct? From private places, but that's like where your state and federal, you know, like government stuff runs out. You have to seek that elsewhere. And those have different interest rates and things like that. Yeah. So one of the things we were saying earlier with electives Mm -hmm. and how some degrees don't allow for a lot of electives, if you've taken AP and dual classes, some of those might be counting as your electives because if they don't fit nicely in your degree works into something that's a core class or a major class, it's counting as an elective. Right. I think I've actually found that with some of my AP credits Mm -hmm. um, because that is something to definitely check on. how that's going to actually fit into your degree if you need that as a credit at all. And so that can help fill out your elective so that you don't have to take more. But yeah, it's complicated. It is complicated. And one thing she also noted was servant leadership and honors classes. Those don't count toward your other stuff. So basically, you need to budget your hours if you're going to do either one of those tracks. If you have a scholarship, you can kind of count that as it's paying for those classes. But if you don't, you want to make sure you have enough electives or just be okay with paying out of your pocket for some of those extra classes. Okay, right. But that doesn't count, you know. Obviously, if there's a zero credit hour class, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you should be totally fine on Yeah, because they're not billing you for that. Right. Zero credits. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and, you know, do you know what kind of students are thinking about this or kind of their perspective on the situation? Well, honestly, it's become more students' concerns because of the emails that have been sent out. I know a lot of people have freaked out because they're maybe taking just an elective Or, you know, they just haven't declared something yet. And that's actually important. If you haven't declared something yet, you're going to want to do that if you want to receive federal aid, especially if you're pretty close to that 12 hour Mm -hmm. thing for the semester. I think the most important thing to note is that every student's case is different. And especially if you're not trying to break the bank for college, talk to the registrar's office, financial aid, just go down and ask like, hey, why did I get this email? Sometimes it's just say you have a math class that is four hours for some reason, but you you are taking this math class and it is filling out a course spot because it's four hours. You're still going to get that email, even though it is going to be covered. Um, she was noting how there are some bugs in the system, mm-hmm. but she'd rather people get the emails and double check their stuff than it's something slip by and then you have a really big bill. <laughs> right. Um, and definitely none of us can afford to have that happen right now. Um, and I guess... 
hopefully one of the positive outcomes of this, you know, you might panic a little bit seeing an email that you haven't before, but it might encourage you to be more informed about your aid and how it's coming along and also how your classes are fitting into your degree. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if students haven't looked at their degree works, I would definitely look into it and also talking to your advisor just to make sure that all of the classes that you're taking can be covered if you really need that aid. Definitely. And just make sure you're budgeting your courses. One important thing uh, Sally said was get your degree first. Even though we have a bunch of exciting classes here, make sure you're working towards that degree and the other classes you're taking are on the side and they're not going to break the bank. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it's hard sometimes because you definitely want to take this time to explore and see what you want to do but you want to go scuba diving (laughs) as a class and get credit (laughs) come on yes But, you know, it's very, very good to be informed. Um, Do you have kind of any more advice for students as far as approaching student, you know, federal aid or state aid and things like that? Um, There is a lot of information that goes into it. So when you go to the office, just know that the people there have been dealing with people who are frustrated and confused all day. And you're probably frustrated and confused, too. So just the more patient you are, the more valuable information you'll probably get because they'll be more willing to deal with you you know that's just about anything in life (laughs) as somebody who works in the food industry i would agree (laughs) all right well thank you so much macy i've really enjoyed having you on today and hopefully this can clear up a lot of concerns for students and also maybe help them move forward with their degree works and everything Um, i definitely know that i learned a lot that i didn't know before so i really do appreciate that and thank you listeners for tuning in to the saber spot on 88.5 fm wcug the saber spot was produced by doria lacy with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 wcug cougar radio and the csu department of communication department chair dr gibson dr bruce getz is wcug's faculty advisor thank you to joe miller saber faculty advisor you can listen to this show and other shows like no strangers here on 88.5 fm tune in or soundcloud just search our call letters wcug 